Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone that's in the United States, North America, around the world. For those who are waking up, and it is the morning around the world. Shalom, which in Hebrew, uh, it means peace. I am Kennard Brown, I'm or Kennard Levy Brown, that's my middle name, Levi Levy. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. This program has been on the air uh, since the latter part of 2007. The sole purpose of this program is to help you to understand who the true God or Yah is in the Bible. Yah is short for God in Hebrew. And if you are thirsting, for righteousness, uh, if you are really seeking to tremble before God's words, then this program is for you. Uh, I will never sell any of my teachings, so you could uh, benefit from listening to this program. Have many Bible studies, uh, over 200 Bible studies that I've done over the years. Uh, I would recommend that you listen to those Bible studies. Get a pencil and piece of paper, write the scriptures down, and then go over the scriptures so you can become familiar with the Bible. All right, uh, we're going to talk about some world events. Uh, what I do for those who are new to listening to me, if this is the first time, what I do is go over world events uh, briefly. I used to do it in, in detail, but I do it briefly now. And then after that, I will talk about the topic of the program today, which is how to overcome boredom, which is a serious problem for a lot of people, uh, not only in this country, but around the world. And then I'm going to briefly go over the the traditional uh, Jewish Torah readings for today. All right, so let's go over what's going on in the wacky world that we live in today. What I do is go to watch.org, and I suggest that you take a pencil a piece of paper, and jot down watch.org. And the other website that I will go to to cover domestic, uh, meaning in your country or uh, in your area, news. All right, World Watch Daily Koenig International News, watch.org. William Koenig does an excellent job of finding news articles that really help us to understand biblical prophecy uh, related to 
the great tribulation when it's going to come, and we know that everything will start in Jerusalem and end at Jerusalem. Uh, Zechariah chapter 12, 13 and 14, uh, the Olivet Prophecies, uh, Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21, uh, Mark chapter 13, all prove that. And I'm on his website right now, Williams' website. It says, the UN-Iran stalling nuclear weapons probe. Opposition group claims new info showing Iran still working toward nukes. And this is interesting right here. The Trojan horse bug lurking in vital U.S. computers since 2011. Hackers believed to be sponsored by the Russian government. That's really interesting there. Let me... Read the rest of this. It says a destructive Trojan horse malware program has penetrated the software that runs much of the nation's critical infrastructure and is poised to cause an economic catastrophe, according to the Department of Homeland Security. National security sources told ABC News there is evidence that the malware was inserted by hackers believed to be sponsored by the Russian government and is a very serious threat. The hack software is used to control complex industrial operations like oil and gas pipelines power transmission grids, water distribution and filtration systems, wind turbines, and even some nuclear plants. Shutting down or damaging any of these vital public utilities can severely impact hundreds of thousands of Americans. DHS said in a bulletin that the hacking campaign has been ongoing since 2011, but no attempt has been made to activate the malware to damage, modify, or otherwise disrupt the industrial control process. So while U.S. officials recently became aware of the penetration, they didn't know where or when it may be unleashed. And so this is uh, very interesting in light of a prophecy that has just popped in my mind. Let's turn to Luke chapter 21. And Yeshua warns us here that we need to watch. I'm going to read this in version here. Clarity's sake, the Amplified Version, which is a word-from-word translation, Luke 21, verse 34. But take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, let, or lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, which has something to do with boredom, by the way, drunkenness and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life, and lest that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or news. Verse 35, for it will come upon all who live upon the face of the entire earth. And then verse 36, keep awake then and watch at all times. Be discreet, attentive, and ready. It's talking about not just being alert spiritually by reading your Bibles daily and, and praying and fasting occasionally and doing all you can to take care of yourself. Uh, praying that you may have the full strength you know, full vigor and health, mental as well as physical, and ability to be accounted worthy to escape all these things taken together that will take place and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. And so that that's a commandment. And uh, when I hear about things like that there can be a catastrophe as far as uh, affecting our uh, infrastructure uh, by a computer program reminds me of, of this prophecy that we have to be prepared for anything. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. Verse 3 says, A prudent man sees the evil and hides himself, 
but the simple pass on and are punished with suffering. So we can't be simple-minded, ladies and gentlemen, and, and God will warn us about things before they occur. And we, we have to, we have to the, the Greek word for in height of himself, the phrase is sothar. It means to hide, to be, to conceal. All right, so we 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 have to to take the word of God seriously, ladies and gentlemen, and we must prepare for things that He warns us about. And then Amos chapter three verse six states: uh, Scriptures are popping in my head again here. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in the city, and the Lord has not done it? Verse seven: Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but He reveals His secret, His secret. And to his servants, the prophets. And, of course, uh, there are prophets today, but there are also uh, prophets that have already lived and died, and they have written uh, prophecy in the Bible, and we need to take heed of the secrets that are revealed in the Bible through his prophets, the ones that have already lived and, and have written his word. So we need to take heed of that. And, and the greatest prophet of all time has warned us that the, there will be a great catastrophe uh, that will surprise the whole world. It's going to surprise the whole world because most people in the world are not going to have a clue of what's going on. But believers, true believers of Yah, will, and so it won't. It shouldn't surprise us. Whatever happens. Okay, so let's go to news and the website that I use for that. For those who are familiar with the program. Uh, the economic collapse blog dot com. So let's go there. If you buy the PC, you can go there with me. The economic collapse blog dot com, and he states here: Are you prepared for the coming economic collapse and the next Great Depression? And so he has one headline here that's just, it's pretty interesting. You should jot this website down and, and regularly review it, uh, the economiccollapseblog.com. You are not going to get the real news that you need to be able to hide yourself or prepare uh, should you still be alive during uh, these prophesied great catastrophes. Uh, you're not going to get the news that you need through CNN and ABC and, and all these other uh, media outlets that are controlled by the elite. However, if you seek, you, you will find. Uh, that's what the Lord has told us. And the economiccollapseblog.com is excellent for domestic news, national news that's going on in this country. And he also covers uh, certain geopolitical uh, world news as well, in reference to how it affects this country, the United States. Anyway, uh, one... Uh, Article that I'm going to read uh, briefly here it says the economy of the largest superpower on the planet is collapsing right now. How do you fix a superpower with exploding levels of debt that has a rapidly aging population that consumes far more wealth than it produces and that has scores of zombie banks that could collapse at any moment? You might think that I am talking about the United States, but I'm actually talking about Europe. You see, the truth is that the European Union has a larger population than the United States does. It has a larger economy than the United States does, and it has a much larger banking system than the United States does. Most of the time I write about the horrible economic problems that the U.S. is facing, but without a doubt economic conditions in Europe are even worse at the moment. 
In fact, there are many, including the Washington Post, that are calling what is happening in Europe a full-blown depression. Sally, this is probably only just the beginning. In the months to come, things in Europe are likely to get much worse, and you can click read more to read the rest of it because of lack of time. I can't read the rest of it. Uh, National economic suicide. The U.S. trade deficit with China just hit a new record high. Uh, this is uh, very interesting. It says, did you know that we buy nearly five times as much stuff from the Chinese as they buy from us? According to government numbers that were just released, we imported, meaning that we bought $44.9 billion worth of stuff from China in September, but we only exported, in other words, we sold $9.3 billion, that's what it would be, dollars worth of stuff to them. And this is not happening because our economy is so much larger than China's. In fact, the international Monetary Fund, or IMF, says that China now has the largest economy on the entire planet on a purchasing power basis. That this is happening because our economy is broken. Every month we consume far more wealth than we produce. Because the outflow of money is far greater than the inflow, we have to go to major exporting nations and beg them to lend our dollars back to us that we can pay our bills. Meanwhile, the quality of the jobs in this country continues to go down. And our formerly great manufacturing cities are rotting and decaying. We are committing national economic suicide, and most Americans don't seem to care, which is true. We, we don't care. All we care about is whether or not our stomachs are big and fat and whether we're fed. But as far as anything happening, as long as it doesn't happen to me and my family, I don't care. That's the general uh, consensus uh, for many Americans in this country. Uh, it's currency war in Japan. has fired the first shot. Uh, that's another headline. Most people cannot even imagine that an economic collapse is coming. That's true. Uh, from this day forward, we will watch how the stock market performs without the Fed's monetary hero. And I read that uh, headline last week. All right, so this is a very good website. Uh, please uh, go over this website frequently. Uh, it talks about emergency food, getting gold coins, which is real money, uh, silver. Uh, it talks about prepping, preparing for catastrophes. Even our government uh, agency, FEMA, says we should be prepared for any type of catastrophe. So we certainly should be prepared for the prophesied Great Tribulation as well. All right, so how to overcome boredom. That That is the <laughs> – that's a good question. Uh the fellowship that I attend, uh, I, I have people when I speak or when others speak, I notice that they fall asleep or they have a problem paying attention and, and so forth. Uh, why does that happen? Well, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which you can look up online, you can look up the word boredom. Boredom means to be weary and restless through a lack of interest. So basically when you're bored, you have a lack of interest. And this is pretty dangerous, folks, because if you are attending an assembly and the individual is preaching the truth out of the Bible, and you fall asleep or you think that you have a lack of interest in that, then you have some serious spiritual problems. And you really, really need to repent of that, ladies and gentlemen. And... uh if you're bored of hearing about God, that means that your relationship with God needs to be fixed. It really needs to be fixed. And boredom really is a derivative or is related to being selfish, having your mind on yourself about what you need, what you want. Uh, you, 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 you want this, you want that, you want to be entertained, you want to have fun. 
etc., etc., etc. But what does God say in Colossians chapter 3? Look at what he says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. What should our focus or affection be on? I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version for clarity's sake. Uh, Colossians 3, verse 1. It says, If then you have been raised with Christ, or the Messiah, to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where the Messiah is, seated at the right hand of Yah. So what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? We need to, to set and seek the things that are above, the heavenly Jerusalem. That's where our mind should be focused on, not about ourselves and feeling good and what's going to make us feel good. Verse 2, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. And that's the problem. That's the problem with most people. We focus on the things of this world. And the things of this world are abominable, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of them. Let's turn to First John chapter 2 to understand this. Understand this. 1 John 2, verse 15, it says, Do not love or cherish the world and the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. If you think God is boring, how can you, if you're bored, when, when you are attending services uh, of people that are actually preaching the word of God, the real word of God, not putting their own thoughts into the scriptures, and that's boring to you, there's something wrong. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, and the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources on the instability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. And that's the things that he doesn't want us to love, not the people in the world, but their their evil actions or, or their evil thoughts. Verse 17, and the world passes away and disappears, and with it the forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God and carries out his purposes in his life abides, remains forever. All right? And this world and this wickedness is, is, is sin. It's going to pass away, ladies and gentlemen. And so if we know that, we need to focus on the heavenly things, not the earthly things. So let's, let's go back to Colossians again. Colossians. Chapter 3, verse 3, for as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with the Messiah and God. Verse 4, for in Christ, who as our life appears, then you also will appear with him in the splendor of his glory. Verse 5, so kill, dead, and deprive of power the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you that is employed in sin, Sexual vice, impurity, sensual appetites, unholy desires, and all greed and covetedness. For that is idolatry, the defying of self and other created things instead of God. The deifying, rather, the deifying. <laughs> the deifying of self and other created things other than God. When you're bored, all you're doing is thinking about yourself in most cases. Now, there's exceptional cases. If you go to an event and it's ungodly, then, of course, you're going to be bored in the right way of that, you know. But, but in a lot of times, boredom is, is really because we are focusing a lot in, on this world and, and ourselves and, and so forth. Um, verse 6, it is on the account of these very sins that the holy anger of God is ever coming upon the sons of disobedience, those who uh, are opposed to the divine will, or obstinately 
verse 7, among whom you also once walked when you were living in and addicted to such practices. Verse 8, but now put away and rid yourselves completely of all these things, anger, rage, bad feeling towards others, curses and slander and foul-mouthed abuse and shameful utterances from your lips. Verse 9, do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old self with his evil practices. And verse 10, and have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into a fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image and likeness of him who created it. Verse 11, in this new creation, all distinctions vanish. There is no room for, and there can be neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, nor difference between nations, with, with, whether alien, barbarians, or Scythians, who are the most savage of all, nor slave or free man, but Christ is all in all, everything and everywhere, to all men without distinction of person. So it's talking about, in verse 12 of Colossians chapter 3, this is how you stop being bored, folks. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives, who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself, by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a, a lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways, and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. If one has a difference, a grievance, or complaint against another, readily pardoning each other, even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. And above all these things, put on love and enfold yourselves with the bond of perfectiveness, which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony of um, perfectness. I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 3. And let the peace, so harmony with which comes from the Messiah rule, act as uh, umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Messiah one body you were also called to live and be thankful appreciative giving praise to God always verse 16 let the word spoken by the Messiah have his home in your hearts and minds and dwelling you in all his richness as you teach it admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom and spiritual things and as you sing Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. And whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Yeshua and in dependence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through him. So, that's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. We, we need to put him first in our lives, as Matthew chapter 6 tells us in detail, that we need to put him first. If you don't put him first, then you're going to have uh, difficulties and problems dealing with life. So, I hope I clarified that as far as uh, trying to overcome boredom. And how many minutes we have left here? Six minutes. And so, in Proverbs 14, verse 21, tells us plainly that to be happy is to have mercy upon the poor, ladies and gentlemen. And that's that's certainly what we need to do. We need to get off the television. Uh, we need to stop wasting our time. And if we do those things and we focus our minds and efforts and, and think about other people's problems instead of our own problems, then we won't be bored. Um, again, being bored is, in a lot of cases, a selfish emotion. And so we have to learn how to think like God. 
You know, if if we learn how to do that, then we won't have an issue uh, with being bored because God certainly is not <laughs> always thinking about himself. He's thinking about other people, how he can help other people, and that's the way we need to be. And, and Isaiah 55, verse 7 to 8 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have love, pity, and mercy for him, and to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. In verse 8 of Isaiah 55, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. In verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we need to focus on thinking like God and not thinking like uh, ourselves or thinking like the devil because uh, when we think contrary to God, we're thinking like the devil and we need to stop thinking that way. All right. So, less um, Torah readings. Uh, I'm going to just briefly go over them. Uh, You should have studied them before I... uh, before each and every time before I uh, conduct a program, you should uh, study them yourself. Now, Genesis 18, verse 1 to Genesis 22, verse 24, is talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know what the event was that caused Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Uh, they wanted to have sex with the angels, and that was a homosexual act, and God was stated, okay, that's it. <laughs> it's over with. And, and then prior to that, Abraham... He said that there were ten righteous people. He, he bargained with God and said, if there were ten righteous people, would you spare the city? And, of course, we know that there were not ten righteous people. Uh, it was only Lot and his two daughters that escaped, and his wife looked back, unfortunately. And then in, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 2, it talks about um, the area where Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac in that same area is where the the, the temple pretty interesting. And Second Kings chapter four verse one to thirty seven is talking about a time when Elijah uh, had done two miracles. The first miracle is he uh, asked God to give a woman a baby, and she couldn't give birth, and she was able to do so. And then the second miracle that that son that she birthed had died, and then he had. Uh, laid upon uh, the child, and God healed, miraculously healed the child through Elijah. And Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 38, is talking about the birth of the Messiah and his circumcision, which is interesting because uh, many people today say you shouldn't get circumcised, you don't need to get circumcised. Well, you don't get circumcised to become a Jew, but you should get circumcised because your Lord and Savior uh, got circumcised. And First uh, John 2, verse 1 to 6, said, in particular, verse 6, in the context of keeping the commandments, states that we should follow his example. And then John 14, verse 6, states that he is the way. He is the way you should live. And if the Messiah got circumcised, then all males should be circumcised as well, ladies and gentlemen. So that should end that debate. All right, so I have enjoyed giving this program. Um, always, uh, you can follow me on iTunes, and you can click follow on Blog Talk Radio to follow me. Uh, the next topic of this show is what does the hold mean in Galatians 5, verse 3? Uh, many uh, Christian assemblies or churches, they use this to say that the law has been nailed to the cross, and I'm going to explain to you that it's not in the, I'm going to explain to you what hold tour means in that context.
got to understand who Shaul or Paul was writing to. Uh, the Torah readings I will have listed on the program that I advertise for next week. Uh, please uh, go to my blog, MercifulLetters.com, and also my website, MercifulServantsOfGod.com. Also, I'm going to refer you to a website uh, called Hosanna Rabba, H-O-S-H-A-N-A-R-A-B-B-A-H.org, Hosanna Rabba. Uh, this website includes a PDF document that you can download for free that will help you read the entire Bible in a year based on the traditional Torah readings. Again, the website is H-O-S-H-A-N-A-R-A-B-B-A-H dot org. All right, I again enjoyed giving this program, and Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.